welcome to another episode of the Big Apple School podcast, the bi-weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you with your listening skills and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host, and today with me, Varia, Maria and Ayub. So, guys, how are you doing? Hosts, yeah. the us, what's up, what's new? It's, it's fine, everything fine. Well, new, I don't know, last week, for example, I visited... An interesting performance. It was a theater performance uh, where one of my students took part. Oh, yeah, drama theater. Drama theater. Oh, that's yeah, adorable. like she had been studying for half a year, I guess, and then she invited me to her like grand finale. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable! How was it? It was good, really good. I mean, it is kind of an amateur uh, mm, theater. Uh, group of uh, actors they are not professionals but they had done brilliant job we used to have a student at big apple school who was also a well he still is an opera singer here at our opera and ballet theater he's a lead singer more mm -hmm. of that so when i remember first visiting opera and he was the lead singer in there and i was like wow but also during the classes very often he was telling me about you know, how difficult this or that opera is. And he's like, just listen to this. Just listen to this. And then he would rehearse in front of the camera, you know, during the class. It's like, oh my God. It's like personal performance, you know. So adorable. I love how diverse our students are. Yeah. So we have all sorts of people. Yeah, and it's always interesting to see someone who you know from one side, uh, from some other side, like this. Mm-hmm. Are you, Varya? How are you doing? Oh, wonderfully. Waiting for spring? Yes, I'm waiting for spring. Things to melt. Birdies to sing. Oh, yes. Flowers to bloom. Finally, I don't know when they do. I don't know, later. Maybe May, I guess. At a very May or few points in the city, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, are you, what about you? How are you uh, doing? I'm good. Well, like lately, I have been interested in some things about the universe and the. Uh, there was like uh, an asteroid that passed by our planet like a few days ago. And this phenomenon doesn't happen like every 5,000 years. Like it happens. Uh, oh. Yeah. So we were the lucky ones to see it. Like, but I didn't for see the ones. it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Also, I, mm -hmm. yeah. did you see it? On TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On TV. When you said we were the lucky ones, I'm like, yeah, we were the lucky ones to avoid being hit by it as well. Yeah, but it's still beautiful, like. Because if you if they could see, that means it was relatively close. In it was, yeah, it was. Well, it could but be not far, in a dangerous far away. way. We could still see it. Yeah, but still, you know, things could happen. Right, we have to <laughs> avoid that day. Nice to look at these things from a distance. Yeah, but we have actually the technology now to to hit back. The, the asteroids, I mean. Oh, that's... Because, uh, like, a few months ago, NASA, like, launched uh, a test. It was, like, uh, a rocket with a missile, and they hit, uh, like, an asteroid, and they broke it down, and they changed its course. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. But then the repercussions with that, because that little pe those pieces can be in some other orbit, and you hit us something some other way it will affect something right little Wouldn't pieces they, they yeah they yeah, they, the they get know. burned i don't know but there was an idea i don't know like like in the 1960s i think someone had the idea of um shooting at the moon see if they could break up the moon oh, <laughs> oh the moon is <laughs> too that massive. Be a good idea that's a little bit too too big 
to shoot yeah. at. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I usually, you know, when people ask me, hey, what's new? I'm like, well, I don't have that much going on. But this Wednesday, we had uh, one of the speaking clubs in Telegram. And I was a little bit scared because the topic was fast fashion. And I was wondering if anyone would come because it's not really a common topic. And I was so happy to see people join and actually talk. So I was like, whew, relieved, you know. So are you you have had some speaking clubs in, in the past on Telegram, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? It was good. It was good. Like participants, they liked the subject. Well, the first one was a bit uh, deep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it exactly, but it was a, a bit deep. So uh, I chose some topics which were interesting, interesting mm-hmm. for our, like our participants. And the last one I was talking about traveling. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, the yeah. universal topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I loves. love that topic. But when mm-hmm. I ask students, tell me about your childhood, they don't seem to re- be able to remember. Oh, about traveling. All... Traveling? Yeah, not childhood. Traveling. Oh, I'm sorry. Traveling, yeah, oh. traveling. Okay. Well, <laughs> childhood is a very good topic, and I love that topic. Might be one of the possible topics for the future. Yes, yeah. traveling. They love to talk about traveling, where they want to go, where they uh, have been. Yeah, travel is a good topic. Well, if you, dear listeners, are wondering what exactly we are talking about, we now have uh, speaking clubs in the form of a live stream in Telegram, which you can find if you look for our channel, Big Apple School on Telegram. So they're absolutely free. So you can talk to us. You can talk to other people over there. Usually we have a topic that we announce a day before. So stay tuned and check the announcements. Apart from that, we also have... um, the after show for the podcast. So now, as you might have noticed, our podcasts come ev- come out every two weeks and not every week. And after show comes the week after the podcast. So it could be a great opportunity to get extra content, extra practice. And the after show could be found in our private Telegram chat, which is also something you could, you could find in our Telegram channel. Or you could look it up by Big Apple Chatbot in Telegram. So this is the space where students teachers chat on different topics we can exchange things like memes videos and so on so it's some sort of a community of language learners and language teachers so we always welcome new participants so enough with the chit chat we're here to talk about a very serious topic so we are going to talk about social issues kind of i thought that that was one this is something like the topic you had first when you had the live stream though something like that yeah, it was, now. but uh, it was deeper, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the topic. It was a long time ago, but it was something like that, yeah. Well, why don't we kind of divide our talk today into separate subtopics? Mm-hmm. So starting with homelessness, because I believe that this is one of the biggest problems that the world, one of the biggest problems mm-hmm. that the world faces right now. So, and I want to ask you, is what are the possible ways to deal with this problem? Because it could be found anywhere, no matter what the city or the country is. Well, in the United States, um, the problem seems to be that in cities like L.A. or any city that there's a, a big problem, that they don't have public support. The people do not want their taxes going toward helping these people. Mm-hmm. And that is the problem. If, if, you're, if you're viewing homeless as lazy, not wanting to work, wanting handouts, then you won't want to help them. But this is not the case. I've, I've seen interviews, I've read mm-hmm. about how, you know, how life just beats you up and you just land out in the street for a long time. You don't, if you don't have help. You give up. Yeah. 
I actually was shocked in the US when I saw the amount of homeless people in San Francisco, in Seattle. So in warmer cities. Well, Seattle is not really a warm city. But Los Angeles, oh my San goodness, Francisco. Seattle, yes. Oh, they've got a huge problem. Like they even have some sort of like part of a town with some sort of like oh, they live in tents in some city. sort of like yeah. tent city, city yeah. all through the so, but don't they don't they have uh, some shelters for homeless where they can well, come to yeah, ask but for you, help? You have to be on a list, a waiting list, and since it's you know bombed, there's so many homeless now, so mm-hmm. many more. What is the reason? I mean, what could possibly be the reason for this skyrocketing level of homelessness? I really don't know. Maybe they can't pay their rent, or they yeah. got un- unemployed because of some health issues, or well. I think That's because yeah. of what the government support, mind. yeah. The government support is the number one issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Because uh, now, like, when we say homelessness, it is related, of course, to many other uh, things, like employment, poorness, okay? And these are caused, actually, by the government system in any country. So the wrong policy. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And uh, we have, actually, enough land and enough resources to make every single person on this, on this planet to live in an adequate house with, mm-hmm. you know, everything, like adequate accommodation. But the global system, like, it's not right. Drug addiction is one huge reason why people land homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Drug addiction, alcoholism. Yeah. There has been a rising level of uh, drug addiction in the U.S. right now, as far as I know, with some drug called fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Or something like that because i constantly see news like how to help a person if you think they might have od'd or if they are you know substance abusers and so on so it's supposed to be twice as potent as heroin or twice as potent as something mm-hmm. and quite addictive yeah but how do they become drug addicts so that's the problem that is so you know uh, i think about a month ago uh, I saw the news about Vancouver, Canada, where they want to legalize all drugs and to wow. see what happens. I wonder if that law has already passed or not really, but I really wonder if that would have some sort of negative consequences or if that would help beat, you know, the addiction level, the um, the homelessness maybe. Yeah. There is something about drugs, like uh, there is kind of a story or proverb they say in some places in uh, Alaska and (coughs) Antarctica uh, there are some hunters that want to hunt wolves okay so uh, what do they do they bring like a double-edged blade Mm -hmm. and uh, they put blood on it all right they cover it with ice and they leave it now the wolf when uh, uh, the wolf like has like a very strong sense of smelling and uh, when the wolf smells the blood he goes to the like uh icy stuff icy blade and he starts licking that blade and mm-hmm. uh, on the same time he's hurting himself then he smells more blade so he uh, he doesn't know that it's his blood okay oh. or it's blood yeah like so, vicious cycle yeah until until it dies so this is what uh this is the ideology of drugs like they put drugs for people they make them addicts so yeah so you know there is um, a belief that some people have that homelessness is always the fault of a homeless person. So when they see, you know, they have some sort of um, 
I don't know, misconception. When they see a homeless person, they say, it's your fault. Like, you know, you were the one who, who got yourself into this situation. What do you think could be done in order to reverse that? Well, when you're talking about your own fault, so we're talking about alcoholism or drug addiction, and then there's this mental health issue. Mm-hmm. If they don't go on their medication, if they don't, if they are, if they don't have access to medication. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do with these people? So, yeah, you can see that it's their fault. But if we have a system that will not get us out of it, mm-hmm. what's wrong with little tiny houses for homeless people? I mean, what's so difficult to get them out of tents into little tiny houses? So many want some kind of housing to be built for them. What is interesting is that most of the shelters for homeless people, some sort of place where they can spend the night, are not even government run. They're usually some sort of private businesses who just want to help. Charities and stuff. So Mm -hmm. charities, yeah. So why not, let's say, allocate money in the budget differently and maybe not devote as much to whatever. But it comes back to what I was saying before. The major problem is changing the opinion of citizens, mm-hmm. changing the opinion of people who are paying the taxes. And it's so easy to kick someone when they're down. Like, I'm glad I'm not there and it's your own mm-hmm. fault. Because I have plenty of, of problems myself. Mm, fair enough. So it's like, yeah, I might have problems, but at least I'm not. And then insert whatever you want. And, and sometimes these people use the Bible like to say, well... Um, you're not supposed to have just handouts. You're supposed to be able to work yourself and be independent yourself. And so there's a lot of, um, if you can't do it yourself, then we're not going to help you. What happened to the help thy neighbor I know, and love thy neighbor? <laughs> yes, it's not quite Christian like I think. So, yeah. Not- or they think that if you help someone, they want to be helped. They Like they get addicted to help. No, not help. Handouts. I want handouts. I want you to give me something. But none of us want handouts. We all want to be independent or interdependent on a a, a, a productive citizen of mm-hmm. our community. None of us want to just have handouts. That's yeah, true. Of well, I'm gonna. I feel like whatever topic and subtopic we're going to cover, I'm gonna turn to Ayub and ask, what is the situation like with this issue in Algeria? Because let's say we know the situation in Russia. Let's say. A lot of us are familiar with the situation in the U.S. due to the news and that being covered. But what about your country? For me, as far as I noticed in my city, like in my city, uh, I haven't seen many homeless people, but most of homeless people are crazy or something. Like they have some psychological mm-hmm. problems. But the government actually gives some support to uh, homeless people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, two different programs. A program for uh, people who are like uh, employ- employees. Uh, for example, uh, just like in Russia, you can, for example, pay some of money and uh, you prove that you are working and you have that mo- amount of salary. They will give you like an apartment and you pay it with time. Uh, but for people who don't work, they have a different uh, program. Mm-hmm. They give flats for free. For free, yes. So the so the people are actually helped by the government. Yes, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Many people actually got this, but uh, it takes uh, some procedures and some time. For example, they cannot give to everybody at the same time. For example, in uh, my city, I saw some people living in slums. And those slums, uh, 
it's it's like a full village of people living there. The government comes, they they like uh, take everybody from there and they put them in into like new blocks and cities. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is really and great. And then they start working and they, they work. don't uh -huh. come back to Most the of these streets. people most of these people they work but uh, without papers. Mm -hmm. They go to markets, you know. They mm -hmm. can afford uh, the tax program in uh, in my country is not so uh, high like in other countries. So you don't pay a lot for uh, gas and such things like electricity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if we talk about homelessness, uh, as we have mentioned very often, it might um, be caused by people's inability to, let's say, pay for rent so they can no longer afford, you know, the basic needs. And that in turn can be in a way caused by unemployment. So which is another problem that the whole world, well, not the whole world, but many countries are facing. So the typical question, what should the government do to tackle unemployment? What can they do? Can they do anything? They can give jobs. <laughs> in the U.S., I think we have our unemployment rate is pretty low right now. You know, I read a theory why, because having one job is no longer enough to afford <laughs> everything. So people have to get like you know second jobs, third jobs, just to be able to afford things. That's a very sad fact. Unfortunately, yeah. guys, let's let's uh, like think deeply about it. Okay, I think unemployment is not the fault of the government only. It's about the people who want to work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is like a saying, like if you want to uh, to have money, you should work anything. For example, uh, someone is an English teacher. If, uh, for example, he doesn't find a job during COVID-19 or something, he should do something else. Even if he works uh, uh, as a waiter mm -hmm. at a restaurant, it's not like a shame, it's work, you know? So some people, they they feel like, uh, I don't know, like the, this is this job is not for me. But you don't have a choice if you want to support yourself and your family, work. So it's not only that, like, uh, and there are some people uh, also who are lazy. For example, uh, they tell you, oh, I didn't find a job. I didn't find a job. Did you look? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, yes, we, I have seen a lot of uh, people like this also. If you want something, you should get it. Yeah, some people just yeah. use it as an excuse yes. not to work. Yeah. And I'm wondering what percentage those kinds of people are, because I think with the things I've read, it just seems like so many do want to work and so many are out there. And then at some point you feel like giving up, you go get depressed, maybe you go get on drugs, and then it's a spiral down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't give up. You like, know, mm -hmm. I have noticed what you have mentioned about people saying, hmm, this job is kind of beyond me. Mm, yeah. No, I'm, I'm too, I'm too good for this. You know, like to be a waiter when I have a degree, do you want to pay rent and not get kicked out? Exactly. Just like you said, sometimes that waiter job will not pay your rent. That is also true. Yeah. I mean, there's, some, there's a limit. I mean, you, you yourself said some have two or three jobs. At what point is that too many jobs and not enough life for you? That is also true. That is also true. Because that could just send anyone into a depression. How can you get out of that? Absolutely. It's a cycle. Then we can get to the topic of, as we did in some podcasts, the medical care prices that is also unaffordable very often oh, yeah. in some countries. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I know that people who are officially unemployed, um, they can get some sort of unemployment benefits. So some sort of financial help from the government during some time. It could be a half a year, it could be seven months, three months, whatever. 
So in your opinion, should these unemployment benefits, the stimulus checks, be higher or lower? Than what? Than an average salary? Well, let's say, yeah, than the minimum. Because the average and the minimum, well, salaries. Some people just would choose not to work at all if this uh, unemployment payment or uh, whatever we call it is higher than an average salary. They would just prefer to stay home, watch TV series. And therefore, we need to categorize them. Of mm-hmm. course, for example, if someone cannot work, they can give them this money. So let's say due to some sort of health issues. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Age yeah. also. Or they, if they have enough money to stay at home, they yeah, they might prefer to stay and watch TV. Or they can pursue their hobby and their hobby can turn into a profession. So it's a way of getting out of your rut and doing something that you want to do. Fantastic phrase, getting out of rut. Yes, yes. You know, maybe uh, maybe you remember what happened in the U.S. in 2020 when the pandemic hit with all the stimulus checks and everything. Yeah, I got one. I you got, got two. <laughs> I think I got three. It was nice. I got it one was two. Nice. I was you not supposed did. to. Huh? Yeah. But the thing is that that caused a problem in the U.S. on the labor market because the thing is that so when COVID hit, there was also some level of unemployment. So people were getting their unemployment benefits, which were, well, which was some amount. I think it was around like several hundred dollars. And then people also got COVID stimulus checks, which were 1,400, if I'm not mistaken, at least at the beginning, that's that's what I got. So, and a lot of people, you know, especially from lower paid jobs like servers and so on, they said, what's the point of us to go to work now if we get the same amount of money or even more from all the benefits and the stimulus checks. And that caused a huge problem for some of the let's say restaurants and uh different janitors position but they could not find people because people didn't want to like what's the point of working i, I guess well, some the people really didn't want to leave their houses to go into covid areas with people um but then it it really went to online people really mm-hmm. developed their online skills and their online business absolutely absolutely so blessing it's, in disguise that is so true because for like i think the online businesses like they emerged out of covid19 i think mm-hmm. because before that okay we had some online businesses but not uh, as much as right now so i think people learned that uh, we can just work from home and that's okay and some people want to work from home exactly and yeah, some people exactly. really want to be with people all day long exactly and some people combine like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, it's a nice. You know, we are choice. with people, but these people are online on our screen. <laughs> that is true. So homelessness, unemployment. What other social issues are there that need to be tackled? Some sorts of uh, like there are some minor issues like nepotism, favoritism, mm-hmm. you know, in jobs. Yeah. That's Bigotry, like a sub sub <laughs> issue. Corruptions, yeah. yeah, kinds of corruptions. Uh, In the United States, we have great gun violence. And um, uh, I just looked at the statistics in early March that we've had over 700 mass shootings in the year 2023. That means January, February. Mass shootings (coughs) means if three people get shot or more. 
and I cannot wrap my mind around it. It's basically two months, 700. It's not More just than. shootings. And every time I go on the news, I get them mixed up. Oh, that was at the school. That was at a gay bar. That was at an office. I get them mixed up. That was a hospital. The very idea that it's mass shootings, even if that was just shootings, that would be scary and horrifying enough, but it's mass shootings. Little children getting shot. You know, Dying. This, the whole world, when they look at the necessity of, let's say, kids in school going through fire drills and like, you know, oh, all right. that drills. Yeah. Horrifying. Easy. Easy. Horrifying. Now. What could be done? Well, we have such a divide in the country because um, the right um, really supports the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was made for we have a right to bear arms. And that was that was made when we kicked the British out of our country. And so the 19th <laughs> century. Yeah, 18th 1877. Yeah. Um, so, um, and also this powerful feeling like, look, I've got an AK-47. I'm tough. I hunt. I'm a man. But then women, they get into it too. Like, look, I've got this big weapon. I'm beautiful. I have a good body and I've got a weapon. But the one that affects me is the um, uh, open carry on campus. And that's when you can sit at in your university class and maybe you know that person has a gun you don't know if they have a mental we talked about that with yeah. some professors and it's like you actually start fearing for your for your life if you have to give you know um some sort of a bad grade to a student oh it's like who yeah, knows what they're yeah. and it's it's horrifying well on the other side their argument is if a shooter came in i will be able to defend the class which is true i mean that would be nice to have another gun i guess it would be nice to have no shooter in the first place <laughs> that, would be the, that would be ideal and this is a this is the problem which is almost exclusively existent in the U.S. It is it is exclusive. I'm I'm not proud to say. And if we look at the statistics of the amount of mass shootings from year to year, we can see that it's a uh, it's on the increase. Track. It's on the increase, and particularly in the summer, and particularly um, during COVID, the the lockdown. Oh no, I think it was after COVID. I think when people. Go oh, back I don't know. To campus. There, were, there were protests in the street during COVID, and then after COVID, people wanted to, I guess express themselves with their guns. I don't know. I can't keep up with it. It's impossible to keep up with that because just so much is happening. I the, think the, that they have stricken, uh, make, uh, made the laws strict, uh, no? No, the, the point is that the right does not want the laws stricter, stricter because they want to have their freedom to shoot wherever they yeah. want to shoot. But the left wants common sense laws, meaning erase the age from, I don't know what the age is, because I get mixed up. state to state, 21? it's different. Or um, if you have a mental disability, don't allow this person to have a gun. Because yeah. let's say in Massachusetts, which is a democratic state, uh, you are not allowed to carry a gun in public places. You're not allowed to carry a knife in public places as well. And you have to provide way more documents if you want to get a gun in the first place. Right. So these are common sense laws. Coming from Georgia down in the South, it's a little different. But oh. I think uh, the Second Amendment worked in the past. I don't think it's like it's useful right now. You know? well, well, the thing is that the NRA, which is the Na National Rifle Association, makes money. They actually produce oh, these weapons. Yeah, and, and they're big lobbyists to the po politicians. Yeah. And so they're influencing laws. If you're making money, you know, they say just follow the, follow the money. So as, did I understand correctly that a person with mental issues cannot be forced to have treatment? but he or she can buy a right. gun. Yep. 
a lot of people, you'll wow. after a mass shooting, they'll say, well, did this mental person uh, fall through the loophole? Did they buy it illegally? And then there's, you know, no, they got it from their parent and they stole the, you know, different things. But yes, um, not not every state is strict upon mental illness. I remember the case when, I think it was a year ago, um, when a boy of 14 years old got a gun from their parents' bedside table, which actually is absolutely legal because you're supposed to keep your guns in a safe in a house. So, and he killed, I think like 20 something kids at a school. And the thing is that um, at that time, the court wanted to kind of teach a lesson to maybe warn others like, hey, don't do that. Because both, like that kid was sentenced to life. So he's going to spend his life in prison. His parents who didn't pay enough attention and got a gun and then they knew you know, he had access. They knew that he had some mental issues. They did nothing. They were sentenced to 65, 75 years in prison. Oh my goodness. The the latest one was a six-year-old boy. Did oh. you hear about that six-year-old boy? Yeah, yeah, a six-year-old boy came to school. Um, there, uh, Some people warned the administration, hey, we think this six-year-old has a gun. They looked into his, his backpack. They couldn't find it. But sure enough, he had a gun. He shot his teacher. Yes, I remember. Jesus. And about the story that you spoke about, there was a similar story, but uh, the boy was adopted by those parents. Like they weren't his real parents. And he went like in 2018, he went to school. I forgot the name of the school. And he he killed 16 people, like three teachers. And just because of uh, like... uh, emotional issues that's it and he made a video like before it's available on the internet a lot of people say that it's also closely connected i mean the reason why kids do that in the first place is also connected with bullying like oh they have been bullied or cyber bullied which is also a thing uh now and that's why they just couldn't bear it anymore they they were fed up with it so yeah which is you know a question as well so because bullying is one more social issues issue mm-hmm. that exists yeah not only among kids and teenagers but you know among adults too but when it comes to school whose responsibility is it to deal with bullying yeah the administration certainly doesn't well, it want depends to. again on, on, on the country because i don't know what can be done by a teacher in the united states for example i think not much uh but in russia i think that first it should be dealt uh by teachers well the problem is i was a teacher at a secondary school and Uh, let's say i mean me too we had i had the situation when a boy from my class was bullied and i tried to have conversations with the kids with their parents all i heard was a oh it's his fault b from parents our little son could never do such a thing he's a little sunshine oh really how old was he 12 well, I think it depends on school. It depends on uh, family, of course, but also on, on the school because in some schools they have psychologists and like yeah. social affair tutor or I don't know what social we call. Social worker. Yeah, social worker. And in some schools they really try to do their job very well. Well, I mean, I know that uh, I have a teenager who goes to school. It never works. It never Sometimes works. it does. I, yeah. Because, uh, well, sometimes it can be prevented uh, because, well, these uh, psychologists, they have children tested and they can foresee something. I believe in it. I have seen cases, for example, one student at secondary school. It's like it became his habit to go to the psychologist of the school. (laughs) Every 
every day he does something every day he does something so it's just because uh, it's not fair like fairly love but uh, he he like uh, he started loving speaking to the psychologist he's just like a 10 years old boy and uh, in order to do that he should do something bad well Aww. lack of attention maybe yeah it, yeah it's like yeah it's a problem i think that uh, only combined efforts can help i mean family than uh friends of this particular person mm-hmm. if he or she has friends than teachers not only the class teacher but like a teamwork teamwork mm-hmm. of all teachers mm-hmm. in school yeah. school headmaster or head teacher because well if we just neglect and try course, to yeah. look at some other direction than you know right yeah, um, yeah. A teacher shouldn't teach only that uh, school subject he should also teach values you know Like bullying in an is ideal bad. world, yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> would be great if teachers also were paid a decent salary in order to do that, you know. Um, so I'd like to mean? put on another layer on the school shootings, if we could just go back for a okay, moment. sure. Also on cable news on the right, they actually report that these shootings are faked. And so you have half all the all country. All of them? Yes. There, if you Google something like there was a... Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's actually a congresswoman from the state of Georgia. There's a film of her, a video of her hassling a guy who's just lost his child. And she's going down the street following him and saying, you know, what are you you know, saying all these fake things? This, this woman is hassling this guy. And if you're reporting this on news, half the country is going to say, oh, these are all fake. Of course, it plays into the NRA will make more money. That There's no problem with guns. It's all fake. I mean, why would they be faked? What why is the, because the right? Why? Because the right say, well, it's all the Democrats wanting to diminish the position of our party because we vote for the Second Amendment. That, yes, take, because the right is always saying the left, it wants to take away our guns and no one wants to take away anyone's gun. Just, you know, common sense laws. Yeah. So, oh, geez. Yeah, it yeah. is so extreme. It's so extreme. And I have my limit. And then I just... Which is why, you know, some of the countries in the world believe that there should be more than two parties, preferably, you know, in the country to choose from. Yeah. Well, the shootings, it kind of falls under the category of crimes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we have had a separate podcast about crimes. So make sure to check that out if you're interested. That's where we talked about serial killers as well, the most common crimes, the punishment, and so on and so forth. But, you know, let's try to think of a more positive thing. It's a social issue. No, none of them are positive. That is also <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but, you know, compared to school shooting, unemployment seems quite uh, an yeah. optimistic thing. <laughs> well, what can we as humble humans, mere humans, do to promote positive social change. Can we, like you and I, and, you know, just ordinary people do something? Uh, We can uh, behave as decent human beings. That's what I believe. Because, I mean, I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and respect myself and know that, well, I tried to do something, like I, I was behaving in a decent way. And, like, you know what Gandhi did, like nonviolent resistance, Mm -hmm. this thing. In organizations, yes, people. I, I've seen in uh, in America uh, little segments of how many young children get involved b- 
become activists because they see a little need and then they get all this money or mm -hmm. all these things that they're selling or supporting some kind of issue. So people can do things by being an activist. Yeah. The same thing goes for like mission first businesses. So businesses that whose idea, whose uh, goal is some sort of emissions. Of course, they do some things for profit, but profit is not a number one goal. Uh, be that uh, fighting, racism, homelessness, and so on. We actually have a um, secondhand shop over here in Novosibirsk, which is also a charity shop. So they do get profit, but most of the profit goes to paying rent, paying salary to the people who work. And most of the stuff they get, they sort it out. They put it into special warehouse. They divide it into ages, season, and so on. And people in need doesn't matter what their need is. They can come there uh, and get the clothes yeah. for winter, for summer, you know, because people can be in different situations. Yeah, whenever I have uh, some clothes that I'm not going to wear, I put it in a bag. I mean, I clean it, put it in a bag and send it to their boxes. Mm -hmm. They have boxes all around the uh, city. And also I remembered about so-called dog cafes or cat cafes, like a place uh, yes. it's, which is not uh, a shelter as it is, but where people can go, drink a cup of coffee, maybe have some biscuits, play with cats or dogs, read books, work probably. It can be like workspace also. I've visited a couple of places and like this in St. Petersburg and Novosibirsk. Yeah, and money goes to the animals. They, they pick up stray cats. And also yeah. you can take the cat or a dog that you particularly liked. I, what I love about that, it's not just like, oh, I want this cat. They have a list of people they check, you know, the conditions you have, whether it's suitable for a cat or not. And then they check up on a cat once every couple of months after you get the cat. So like, prove it, prove it that the cat is in good conditions, you know, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, uh, for example, when I took my cat from a shelter, it was not, not a cat cafe, it was a shelter. Or, well, he lived with uh, 17 or 18 other cats and the woman uh, brought him to my house to see that mm -hmm. I really live in a mm -hmm. normal condition. Mm -hmm. You know that I have, <laughs> well, a bed to provide <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we may say that volunteering as well uh, can be like a way that we can make a world a little bit a better place. Yeah. Um, Animal shelters, other shelters, yeah. Yeah, charities. I think, uh, okay, we are speaking about s such minor stuff that have a great uh, of, like effects on society. But uh, still, we will always be fighting against such uh, issues like forever if something doesn't change in the core. For example, we need as humans, like the whole global system should change that so that uh, humanity can transcend to the next level. Mm -hmm. Because now we are like, we are connected to each other, whether we like it or not, like uh, from different religions, from different societies, okay? And I strongly believe that the only thing that is destroying societies are the elites who are manipulating the system. Because uh, I am very sure, because I, ha uh, I have seen many like statistics, imagine that in our whole planet, okay, we can fit everyone on Australia while the rest of the world is empty and there will be enough resources for 7 billion people, uh, like enough housing, all right? Now, what's the problem is the world is badly managed. Those are the greatest like causes of our problems nowadays. It's really deeper than what we think. Yeah, uh -huh. sure, but still if we give up, 
And we like, okay, yeah, let's wait when someone comes and saves the whole planet. Mm, yeah. No, we, I think we will die out. Happen. I think we the only thing that we can up. do is to teach our uh, our children, their children. They need to have some principles and to build uh, something good for the new generations to change. Because, of course, we are a part of the change, but it's not happening in our time. Yeah, but the best way to teach is to give your own example. Exactly. Because, exactly. Uh, like, exactly. when whatever you tell your children, they will do exactly the same that they show uh, that you show. Exactly. That they yeah. see by your you behavior. Doing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, I agree with all of this good behavior, but it doesn't quite work exactly like that. There are people who love to, as you say, manipulate, who get into power. And there is a way with rhetoric to use fake things to get people to follow them. And it's a whole science. And we're seeing this all over the world. You can see mm-hmm. this. And if you believe something that's not true, what will make you unbelieve it? Because you can't change someone's belief unless, I don't know, you can put so much evidence, so much truth to them. You can throw it at them and it will not change. So it's these these greedy people at the top. There are few at the top. There are a few. That are, they want power, money, yeah. law. They, they're above the law. Laws don't apply to them. As has been discussed when we talked about shootings <laughs> and the gun violence again. Like also Panama Papers. Have you heard about it? The Panama Papers? It rings the bells, but can, yeah. you, can you please? Yeah, the Panama Papers. It sounds so familiar. I don't remember. Help it's about uh, manipulating taxes on a global scale by the leaders of the world. It's proven. They made a fuss on WikiLeaks about it. It's like you can just go like uh, check it on YouTube and you will see full documentaries about it with proofs. Journalists spoke about it. Like, yeah. I wish I could say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Imagine the leaders of the world, presidents, ministers, okay? Yeah, in Britain. Easily in can America, that. in Russia, everywhere, okay? They were uh, like uh, laundering money. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yes. So if the leaders do this, how would their societies act? It's, you know, what they said about the money as well, that in order to fight the hunger in Africa, it's like basically what you need is about a third of what the U.S. spends on military and guns. Yeah, and space exploration. You mean like to in order to explore space or what no, they spend on? what they spend on, yeah. Well, that's actually another point. We actually also have a podcast about that, whether we should explore space or explore ocean. We had it some years ago. But yeah. Well, in what way? So if we talk about, you know, like all these positive changes, I, I prefer to stay optimistic, you know, that we can do at least something on maybe a small scale, a local scale and so on. But do you have any sort of examples of successful social movements and campaigns? that actually mm. have achieved at least throughout Greenpeace, history. Greenpeace. Yeah, well, I don't know. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Gandhi. Yep. And, uh, well, it was the third name, but now I can't remember. Yeah. Well, Nelson Mandela and his, yeah, the end of apartheid. Martin Luther King, probably. Yep. The beginning of the right. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, then things are so fragile, though, because you can have these movements that make change but then if you don't keep in the fight you can get lulled into you know some like it will always be that it's really so it permanent. has to be a constant it change. has to be a constant, constant push. fight yeah constant it's constant fight. 
You know, I remembered um, one of the, I don't want to, I don't know if that's more of a social movement, but I remember the example of Malala. Have you heard oh, of Malala yes, Yousafzai? Oh, I love her. Malala? So she, so she was a girl uh, who was around like 11 years old in Pakistan when she started fighting and protesting for girls in Pakistan to have a right to education. And she was, there was an assassination attempt by the Taliban because Taliban was in power at that time. Uh, in Pakistan, and she fled Pakistan and went to London, and she continued the fight. And at some point, actually, the girls were allowed to get educated, at least to get some sort of basic school education. Well, she had gotten shot in the face. Yes, 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 yes. She survived. She survived, luckily. And that that didn't frighten her. She kept on fighting. That's what's so incredible. These are... Absolutely. This takes a special character. But of course, you know, it has... To go on, it's an on. Well, we have an ongoing fight, an ongoing war. Just just when it comes to other social issues that unfortunately we haven't had time to discuss, like um, women rights, race, racism, ageism, all of that. These are all social issues that child labor. Absolutely, yes, yes. But even small victories matter because it, if it can change absolutely. the life of one individual or one animal, it is worth it. Yeah, that's a like a, a myth. Like, I can't save all the animals, but I can save one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes a difference with because that one. Because for me, it would be yes. the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, like for you, it's just an animal. But for this animal, you are the whole world. <laughs> right. For my cat, probably not, but okay. I can deal with it. <laughs> he lets you be around. <laughs> so I have one last question. So how can social media be used to address social issues and what are the pros and cons and maybe potential dangers of it? Well, I guess, uh, first of all, now media can be used as a kind of platform where everyone can be a journalist in a way, which is uh, good because it can really save lives, but also bad because there are some fake news, hoaxes and oh this sort God, of yes. things. So at the same time, we need to be critical, we need to use our common sense and we need to check the information on different levels and different platforms. Unfortunately, say. sometimes people are too quick to judge, you know, without finding the evidence and so on, believing in everything. So that's why we also have the cancel culture, which is also mm -hmm. kind of a dangerous thing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But could be used to attract attention to a certain problem as well. Yeah. Example in case of fundraising. Now, if someone wants to like raise funds for charity or something for a certain cause, if uh, anybody like uh, checks this out, they would suspect that it's a scam or, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. So always, um, it's like, you know, when uh, recently when the earthquake hit in Turkey, yeah. there turned out to be so many scams who were like, oh, you can, you know, transfer money to me. I'll help, you know, firsthand directly. Yeah. And then when you ask them, like, okay, what did you do? They just ignored you, blocked you, and exactly, everything. It's yes, like, yes. come on. Like, no. Exactly. Who are we to believe? Yeah. That's for sure. Well, guys, it was really interesting to talk about such a difficult topic, though. Uh, we are also going to discuss some of the personal experiences in the after show. So you, dear listeners, stay tuned. Check out our private Telegram chat where you can find this after show and check out our further episodes. So that was Katya, Maria, Maria, and Ayub. See you around. See you.